Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Coach Josh. Hope you all are doing exceptionally well. Hope you all are, are rested or are enjoying where you are in life. And I'm excited about this video because we're going to be talking about how to be more content or seven ways to being more content. If this video you think is going to be a benefit to you, go ahead and watch. Those who watch me for the very first time, my name is Josh Rezzi, also known as Coach Josh. And my goal is to help you make sense of your life and to help you grow holistically for God's optimum use. And after watching this video, like, man, I like this guy's vibe. Go ahead and subscribe. I would love to be your coach here online. But for those who's been watching me for a long time, I want to say thank you all so much for watching. Those who's been subscribed, whether it's been days or years, I want to say thank you so much. But as everyone is coming in live, make sure you let me know where you're watching from. Engage. Like this video as you come in. Help this video get some traction so we can really help people be more content with where God has them right now. But let's get right into my notes. But I want to first start off with some scriptures real quickly so that we can better understand what the word of God says about contentment. The Bible says in Philippians 4, 11 through 13, it says, not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know, have, I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. That scripture is very profound. It's basically letting us know that in every situation, we must understand its purpose. That no matter what you're facing right now, it will be used as scrap metal, as scrap pieces to help put together a masterpiece that God wants to show through your life. And so oftentimes we forget that we have to go through uh, um, um, different forms of terrain and we have to go through different forms of pain so that we can be the person that we need to be to be God's marketing tool. So we got to know what it's like to be abased and abound. We have to know what it feels like to be hungry and in need. God, even in himself, did the same thing. As Jesus, he came in this world so that he can feel what it needs to be like or what it feels like to be a human so that we can have a high priest that understands who is always interceding for us. And it says, in any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger. There are secrets in being abased and abound. There are secrets in being uh, in a place where you're not as happy to be in. There are secrets there that will ensure that you be the person you need to be. And it says, I can do all things through him and strengthen me. That no matter what season you're in, you must be strengthened. Even if you're in a season of triumph, you got to be strengthened. You got to be strengthened not to fall into um, being puffed up mentally or being puffed up in pride. You have to be strengthened when you don't have everything that you would like to have, knowing that God is utilizing this season to make you season. Hebrews 13, 5 says, keep your life free from the love of money. It says, keep your life. That means it's our responsibility. We forget oftentimes that there is a dual responsibility in this in, in, in our walk with God, that there is great responsibility with God and there is some given responsibility of ourselves, meaning that we have to keep watch over ourselves. We have to keep our lives free. There is some disciplined elements in being a disciple. Not only am I a disciple of Christ where through the Holy Spirit, the sanctification process of salvation is at work. We know that we are unable to do that part. But there is cooperation in, in us that is needed for us to be able to be who we need to be and to be effective wherever we are. It says, keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That is powerful and it's essential for us to understand. Let's get to the next scripture. First Timothy 6, 6 through 11 says, now there is great gain in godliness with contentment. 
It says with contentment. In order for me to gain, I have to be godly. In order for me to gain eternal value, I have to live a godly life. And with contentment, a godly person says, I know that with this season and with this season of, of purity and godliness or whatever it is I'm facing as I'm pursuing the kingdom of God and his righteousness, that I, if I couple that with contentment, I can be successful. It continues, it says, for we brought nothing into the world. Let me get this up real quick. For we brought nothing into the world and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing with these, we will be content. God is just saying that be content that you have food and clothing, that you're covered and fed. With these, we will be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare or a trap, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many things. That is very powerful text. And a lot of people don't understand how that can really help them with what they're facing right now or what they may face with next. That there is great gain in godliness. That when we live a God, is great gain. And when we couple that with contentment, we gain any more, even more. We have to also understand that for we brought nothing into the world, we cannot take anything out of it. So we have to understand perspective. But if we have food and clothing with these, we will be content. But those, look at the contrast. But those who desire, the reason why people fall into discontentment and their desires are, are fueled for the delicacies of this world is because of their desires. They want to be rich. I'd rather be rich in eternity than rich here. I rather invest and be rich where I'm going to be forever than where I'm going to be temporarily. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptations. The devil loves when our desires are puffed up. He loves when we get so full of our desires. He gets he loves when we desire the delicacies of this world because he knows that's the best way to make a person fall into temptations. Right. Let's keep going. It says that. Uh. Who desire to be, but those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, a trap. The devil uh, uh, in, emboldens your desires so that you will be plunged into or trapped in a snare, so that you will be caught up in the web of senseless and harmful desires that will then plunge you into ruin and destruction. My question to you is how far are you from being ruined or destroyed? It says, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, meaning that money is not bad, but the love of it is. When we love money more than we love God, if we love uh, money as our source of, of supply more than we do God, then we will find ourselves in the roots of all kinds of evil. And the Bible says, it is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many issues or pangs. Let's keep going. The next text says in Luke 12, 15, real quickly, it says, and he said to them, take care and be on guard against all covetousness for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possession. It says, take care and be on guard against all covetousness for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possession. And last but not least, Matthew 6, 33, many of us know this very thoroughly, but it says, but seek first the kingdom of God. And all is righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. 
See, we have to understand that the text is full of information in regards to contentment and what it means to not covet and to be content with whatever God has. Let's keep going. Let's get to my main notes. Now, how to be more content? My question for you this evening, this morning, or whenever you are watching is, are you truly happy with, with where God has you right now? Are you truly happy with where God has you right now? Think on that question. It's a very important question to process. Now, the problem, many people's discontentment is due to them either not being where God wants them to be, or they are not content with where God has them. Many people want what they are either unprepared for or are uninformed about. This is very important to understand. Many people's discontentment, and we're going to get to a definition of discontentment soon, but many people's discontentment is due to them either not being where God has them to be, where they're in a relationship that God didn't want them to be in, they're in friendships that God never intended for them to be in, they're in jobs or careers where God never intended for them to be in. They are either discontent, discontented due to them either not being where God wants them to be or they are or they are not content with where God has them. Some people are smack dab in the middle of where God wants them. And due to their lack of awareness, due to them not understanding God's character, due to their fears and covetousness and comparisons, they no longer want to be where God has them. Next point. Many people want what they are either unprepared for or are uninformed about, right? Many people want what they either what they are either unprepared for or uninformed about. These are two areas where the devil loves or demons love to have people. He loves to have people unprepared and uninformed. Contentment, a content person is a person that understands the importance of preparation and understands the importance of information. These two coupled together leads to great success. But the issue is many people are being set up to be discontented and to have desires that floods them into destruction due to them desiring things that they are unprepared for or are gaining or grasping things that are unprepared for or pursuing things that they are not fully informed about. God wants us informed. And even if we're not fully informed about our purpose, we need to be informed or content with the person who is fully informed. Certain seasons you're in right now, some, some of the seasons you all are facing with right now doesn't make sense. That's why the Bible says he'll give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. God's peace surpasses all understanding of man. People may say, I, I, can't, I can't understand why you are in this place or I'm not I don't I can't understand why you are happy with where you are because most people uh, that are in the places you are will not be happy but you communicate to them that I have a peace I have a peace that surpasses all my understanding I may not understand why I am where I am I may not understand why God has me where I'm at but I know I am in the one that understands it all and when you understand that he'll give you a peace that surpasses all understanding, even when other people don't fully understand or you don't fully understand, you know that it will, that peace will guard your heart and guard your mind from being wayward, wavering, or wishing you have what other people have. That's the beauty of God's peace. Because some of the information, some of the pieces of information that God has for you, you are not mature enough to handle it. 
That's why God doesn't inform you about everything because he knows the human heart. He knows how humans would then begin to plunge themselves after something and that they're not prepared for. That's why you have to be content, even if you don't have all the content of information. You got to still be content because you know that you are anchored in the one that has all the information. Hope that makes sense to you all. Very profound. So the problem is that many people's discontentment, <clears throat> excuse me, is due to them either not being where God wants them to be, or they are not content with where God has them. Many people want many people want what they are either unprepared for or are uninformed about. Let's continue. Let's get some definitions real quickly about contentment and discontentment. Now, contentment by definition is to be satisfied or pleased. Contentment means to be satisfied or pleased. Contented means feeling or showing satisfaction with one's possessions, status, or situation. Contentment, again, by definition, is to be satisfied or pleased. That right now, wherever God has me, I am satisfied. I am satisfied and I'm pleased because of the pleasure of being associated with God, due to the pleasure of being with God. I am content. I am satisfied. I may not be okay with everything, but I'm fully supplied. Therefore, I'm satisfied because God is enough. When God becomes enough for you, you don't need more stuff because God's enough. When God's enough, it doesn't matter how rough the situation is. It doesn't matter what stuff you have or don't have. God is enough. And when you are aware of the enoughness of God, then you would be satisfied and pleased. But many of us, we want God and versus God. Anything else is sprinkles. Everything else is, oh, that's great in comparison to the greatness of God, right? It's, it's hard to be enamored with or impressed by or covetous when you know the one you in covenant with, right? Now, contentment, again, is to be satisfied or pleased. A contented individual is a person who is feeling or showing satisfaction. See, contentment is not just a disposition. It's also a, 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 a representation of your current situation, right? So I'm not only feeling satisfied, but I'm showing satisfaction. When you are in awe of God, it affects your attitude. When you are aware of God, it affects your attitude. When you practice acknowledging God and you trust what you uh, 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 see him doing, it floods into your attitude. It floods into you showing satisfaction with one's possession, status, situation. God has to allow us to go through pain and not having what the world has so that we can show the world that God is enough, even with the stuff that I only have. It's easy to show satisfaction and pleasure when you have money, when you have a lot, but it's something when you can still show that satisfaction, still show that pleasure, and you barely have what the standard of life says you should have to be happy. There are certain people that don't even have half what you have and show more joy than you show or we show. But a contented individual is a person who feels and shows satisfaction with their possession status situation. They're like, you know what? I, I, I'm satisfied. 
If this is all that God has in the books for me, I'm satisfied. Can you honestly say that? Can you honestly say that if God never gives me anything else in regards to what I desire in this world, would I be happy? If God doesn't bring you a husband, will you still be joyful? If you, if, it, if it's never meant for you to be married, will God still be enough? If it was never meant for you to have kids, will God still be enough? If it was never meant for you to be a millionaire, will God still be enough for you? Now, I'm not saying that's in the books for you, but you have to have that heart just in case. Because when Jesus come back, somebody who desires to be married will never get married. When Jesus come back, there's going to be somebody who desire to have children and they never will have children. If Jesus, when Jesus come back, there is going to be somebody who desire to have a way of life, but will never have that way of life. That's the reality. And that must be a reality check for you. That there may come a time where God comes back and you never get and never receive what you desired here. That's why you have to be what? Eternity minded. Nothing gained in this world can compare to gaining heaven. And that's the reality check. That is what will make you satisfied and pleased because you understand that no matter what happens in my life, whether I get married or not, whether you get married or not, whether you have children or not, whether you have anything, the fact that you're satisfied in God is enough because being barren, not having children, not having a wife or husband cannot compare than gaining heaven. That's why you have to live unattached from here. I'm not saying that you're not going to get married. I'm not saying those things, but your heart has to be ready. You have to hope for the best and prepare for the worst. We're not even saying worse. Just be prepared. Because what if God comes today? I have to be okay with not having children. If Jesus comes back today, I have to be okay with not having little babies or little ezzies. If God comes back today, I have to already be okay with not having the success I desired. God wrecked me back when I was younger because when I faced my idols and when I faced them head on and realized that I could possibly never have any of these things, I was vehemently mad at God. I was mad at God because I, what my heart showed me, when your heart faces the reality of things and you see the reality of it, we'll see how your heart responds. And a lot of people's hearts responds very hostile towards God. When God begins to rip you from your idols, I say all the time, no greater pain in the world. Is, no, there's no greater pain in the world than this, than a person being ripped away from their idols. No greater pain. But that's the reality you have to face. If you answer the, the, the way you feel at that question of God, what if God comes back today and you never get married and you never had children and you never reached that pinnacle success you desire? Would you still love God? The answer to that question really will reveal your heart. And that means there's a lot of work that needs to be done on it. Okay, let's keep going. Now, discontentment by definition is the condition of being dissatisfied with one's life or situation. The condition of being dissatisfied with one's life or situation. It is also an unhappiness caused by the failure of one's hopes, desires, or expectations. Other words that goes with discontentment is disappointment, discontent, disgruntlement, dissatisfaction, let down, or regret. Discontentment <clears throat> is a big difference between being disappointed. 
discontentment is different than being disappointed. No, disappointment is here. But this this discontentment is a deep feeling of disappointment, right? That's why your hope, your everything must be in God. Because your life cannot be on a swing of happiness, on the seesaw of happiness. It has to be on the level plane of joy. Discontentment is the condition of being dissatisfied with one life situation. Now, that's okay. In regards to this point here, it's okay to be dissatisfied. You're not going to always like. It's okay to be human and say, you know what? I don't like where I am. I don't like what I have. That's okay. But it has to be coupled with the awareness of the will of God and what God is possibly doing at the moment. Am I completely happy with everything? That's in my life right now. Am I completely sat? No, no, I don't say happy. Am I completely satisfied with where I'm at? No, I, I am an ambitious person, but I can't have selfish ambition. I'm a very I'm a go-getter person, but I am fully aware with that ambition of the will of God. But a lot of people are discontented due to being dissatisfied with one's life or situation. Now, you could be where you are because of God or because of you. Now, if you are where you are because of you, now you got to make some changes. Now, God can use where you put yourself for your good, but you have to come or become aware of the habits that put you in a place that you're in right now, right? But some people are dissatisfied with what God has them, the job God has them, the city that God has them, the, the wherever God has them, right? Or they're dissatisfied with their situation. And that's fine, but we got to keep it where the scripture says, be angry, but sin not. Be dissatisfied, but don't sin with that dissatisfaction, right? Discontentment says it is also the unhappiness, unhappiness. Now, for those who are new to me and <clears throat> my content, oftentimes I talk about the difference between joy and happiness. That happiness is based on conditions. That I'm only happy if I have her or if I have him or if I have them or if I have that. That's what uh, um, happiness is, right? Now, joy says, I am happy or I am full of joy because of who God is, period. And who God is to me and what God has done for me. And I am fully aware that God will utilize or will use everything in my situation around for my good. Now, Miss A has a question. She says, why did God put this strong desire in my heart for years if there is no intention to bring it to mind? Now, I said there's a difference. Now, if God puts a strong desire in your heart for something and you delight in him and your desires match the delight, then God will bring it to pass. I was communicating the reality of that there will come up, there will be someone. It may not be you, but there will be someone where the rapture comes, where God comes back and they will not be able to have what they may have desired to have. Right. So you also got to ask yourself, did God give me these strong desires or did I give myself these strong desires? Right. So for you, God will bring anything and whatever he desires to come to pass. But we have to understand the reality. There may be some things that may not come to pass due to. God saying I'm coming back today. That was the reality that I was given there. I was not implying that God will not give desires to people no matter how it is. But the real question we all got to ask ourselves is, are these strong desires my desires or God desires? We shouldn't focus too much on what we desire. We should focus more of our energy and time in delighting in God. 
Because then when the more we delight in him, the more our desires match his desires and we'll be right on the full course of destiny. Great question, though. I appreciate that for so I can give clarity to those who are who are watching. But discontentment is the unhappiness caused by the failure of one's hopes. See, the failure of one's hopes. You can never fail when your hope is in God. So discontentment can't happen to a person whose hope is in God, who desires, desires the things of God, who expects what only God expects. This won't happen. Because when your joy is in God, your hope is in God. When your joy is in God, your desires matches God's desires. And whatever God plays in your heart will surely come to pass because he knows when he's coming back. So he knows I won't put the desire in your heart if I know it wasn't going to happen. God's foreknowledge knows. All right. Or discontentment can happen in a person's life who expects the word of God, who expects the things of God based upon them having a relationship with God. So let's keep going for time's sake. Next slide. Now, the contentment versus complacency. Contentment versus complacency. I'm going to go over these real quick so I can get to my main points. I'm going pretty long. Content people are active with God's content. Mm. Content people are active. Content people are active with God's content. God is creating content in your life right now. We know all, a lot about content, content creators and whatever. People are making content on YouTube, all that kind of stuff. The thing about God, all the videos God ever made in our lives have already been made. God is not creating right now. God is already created. God is still rested like it's the seventh day. God is rested. God is not doing a new thing. God has done everything. Everything God wants to be done has been done because eternity is not affected by time. Time is affected by eternity. Right. So when we understand that, we will say, you know what, if this is the video, that's why the Bible says this is the day that the Lord has made. Not this is the day that the Lord is making. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Today's video content that God made for you today was made in the beginning. And God is saying those who enjoy the content I made for them. Will be content. And things will be sent, right? So right now, you are in the content that God has made for you. You have a choice. Either you'll rejoice or you will express your voice against what he created. Right now, today's video was what God made for you before you was informing mother's womb. Your YouTube channel right now, God already created the content, right? And what we have to understand is content people are okay with God's content. Whatever God created today, I'm okay with it for me. Whether, whether dollars come or dollars don't come, whether whatever comes or don't come, I'm okay with the content he made for me today. I'm okay with the video he made for me today. And I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. No matter what happens in it, I know he'll use it for my good. I know it's going to be good for me, good to me, good through me. Right? So content people are active with God's content. So while God is create, while God has already created his content, I'm engaging it. I'm liking, I'm sharing, I'm subscribing, I'm commenting, I'm engaging the content. It's live. God has created a live video for you. It's live. Engage with it. <clears throat> Acknowledge God in the video. 
Because while God is creating this live content, even though it was already created content, that's the beauty about God. God can have already created something and still be in the created of the thing. While it has already been created, God can still be in the midst of it saying, hey, I, I have the content already made, but the video's being is live now. And he's saying, while you're watching me, while you're watching the content, engage with it. Ask me questions about the content. Ask me questions about <clears throat> why this happened at eight o'clock or flow with me in this context. I'm taking you somewhere. So content people are active with God's content. Complacent people aren't. Discontented people aren't. I don't like this video. I don't like this live. I'm going to I'm going to thumbs down it. <laughs> I'm going to unsubscribe. I'm unsubscribing from you, God. I'm unsubscribing from you. I don't like this content anymore. You know how you meet a YouTuber or you meet a content creator and you like the content, you like it. Then all of a sudden the, the content creator starts switching up the content and starts creating things that you may not signed up for. Keep rocking with God. <clears throat> Even though the content has changed, God never changes, right? So what I'm saying is there's some people right now that's like, I'm unsubscribing from you, God, because I don't like the content right now. Thumbs down. I'm not going to unsubscribe because I ain't stupid, but I'm going to thumbs down this video. I'm going to put a bad comment under this content, God, because I don't like it. That's what discontented and dissatisfied and complacent people do. Complacent people aren't. Next point. Being content means understanding and having joy where you are. Being content means understanding. I fully understand why I am right now. One or two ways. Either I fully understand why I am where I'm at because of my poor decisions, or I understand where I'm at because I understand God to some degree to where it makes sense of where I'm at right now. So being content means understanding and having joy where you are. Right now in my life, I don't make a lot of dumb decisions. So I am where I am because of God. And so if I know I'm here because of God, I rejoice in it. Okay, God, I see you. I see you, God. I see what you're doing. All right, God, wherever you want to take us, cool. Me and my wife wanted to build a house by now, but we haven't built it yet. We cool. We wanted children by now, but we haven't yet. And we're working on it right now, and we cool. We cool because we trust God. We cool because we with God in the cool of the day. We walking with God in the cool of the day. So we cool because we trust God, period. So being content means understanding and having joy where you are. Being complacent means refusing to work to improve due to disliking or being indifferent with where you are. See how I do the hands? Being complacent means or discontented means refusing to work or improve due to disliking or being indifferent where you are. You cannot just you cannot be a person that just says, I dislike and I'm indifferent where I'm at right now. It just sucks. Cool, it might suck, but you can't spell success without suck. Okay. There's some sucky parts about life that leads to success. But I have to be an individual that says, Hey, I'm going to continue to press and, and make myself impressive. See what I'm saying? I'm going to keep pressing and make myself impressive and keep developing. Let's keep going. Now. Complacent people wait for perfect conditions. Content people make imperfect conditions perfect. Complacent or discontented individuals who are affected about where they are and what they have wait for perfect conditions. Content people make imperfect conditions perfect. I love that. Content people say, hey, I'm going to keep working on what God wants me to work on. Content people's like, yo, that's cool. I'm just going to continue to do what God wants me to do. Content people say, all right, cool. 
I'm going to make this imperfect condition perfect for me. Make myself better, right? Complacent people don't. Let's keep going for time's sake. Now, being content doesn't mean you like all of the content in your current situation. Being content doesn't mean you like all the content in your current situation or place. It just means you trust the one that's with you in that season or place. Please understand that. Being content doesn't mean you like all that. You're not going to like everything, man. You're not, you're not, I don't, you don't. But I love the one who's with me where I'm at. <clears throat> so I'm okay with where I'm at. And the thing about it is you don't really don't like that much. You begin to like what you have because you see it as a building tool to help you become better. So being content doesn't mean you like all of the content in your current season. Like you're not going to like everything. You may not like being abased and having to go back to bologna and cheese. Listen, let me tell you one thing. Let me tell you one thing. I'm so glad I was poor. I'm glad I went through poverty. I'm so glad I, I grew up the way I grew up because it doesn't matter what happens in this world. I can eat, I can, I can eat and create a good bologna and cheese sandwich, fried bologna and cheese sandwich. I can make a fried peanut butter and jelly sandwich. If I gotta go back to ramen noodle, I know how to cook that ramen noodle good. If I gotta go back, I know how to go back. The issue people don't have a, a backing to go back to. So if God continues to give you manna, you start getting upset, you start missing the melons in Egypt. But you gotta be able to say, as long as I got food and clothing, I'm straight. Yeah, okay, yeah, we like steak, yeah, we like salmon, yeah, we like all this stuff, but at least I know how to be a base, so if everything nationally or globally goes bad, I can still eat good. I know how to step, you know what I'm saying? What program I use? I'm using uh, StreamYard. Use StreamYard. I want to always put people on. Yvette Kelly, I'm using StreamYard. Check it out. It's a great resource. StreamYard, very, very good. I, I appreciate them creating this right here. It gives me opportunity to go streaming in multiple different places. But yeah, I can go back to fried bologna and cheese sandwich. I can go back to syrup sandwiches. I can go back to peanut butter jelly sandwich. I can go back to ramen if I have to. I don't plan to, but if I have to, I know how to endure it. Some people right now don't even, if all hell breaks loose right now globally and all you have to eat is fried bologna and cheese, some of y'all will go crazy. But you gotta, you're so welcome, but you gotta know how to be a base and a bound. You got to be, you got to know the secrets of not having much and having a lot. You got to know. And the issue is we have sheltered this past generation so much. They don't know struggle enough. They've been supplied so much. They don't even know how to struggle. There's secrets in struggle. Woo! That's a message. There's secrets in struggle. Continue. So you're not going to like everything, all the constant current season in place. It just means you trust the one that's with you in that season. Contentment can only be found in the complete awareness of and complete trust in the will of God. Contentment can only be found in the complete awareness of and complete trust in the will of God. That's where contentment can only be found. When I become aware of what God is doing and, 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 and complete trust of the will of God. When I become a complete aware of the will of God, okay, this makes sense because I understand God's character. I understand God's attributes. I understand why God does what he does, right? So I can rock with God on this and I completely trust his will. Now, ambition must be controlled. Please understand this because discontentment will birth 
selfish ambition. Ambition must be controlled. That's the flip side. It's supposed to be another slide, but it's a flip slide. A uh, flip side. Ambition must be controlled. I must control my ambitions. Right now, you may not like everything in the season that you're in right now. You may be whatever. Don't allow poverty. Don't allow comparison to make you overly ambitious that you overlook the secrets of the struggle, the secrets of the process. A lot of people want to be successful now. A lot of people want to be successful immediately, not eventually. I want eventual success. I want long lasting success. I want generational passing down success. I don't want to be white flamed hot one time. I want a steady flame. People want to get real hot. So they white hot, they hot, they hot. They just want to be hot, but they don't want a steady flame. I rather keep a place warm long than to catch something on fire. I rather be warm long than to be hot for a moment. Okay. That's what success is. Being warm long. Being warm and keeping people warm, keeping my children's children warm, keeping my children's children fed, then to be hot and full one time and the rest of my seed is, is starving, right? So ambition must be controlled. I am ambitious. Let's go to the next point. Ambition must be guided by acknowledgement. I'm ambitious. I I'm pursuing success. What I'm not saying is don't pursue success. I'm going, I'm pursuing success. I am writing a book right now. I am pursuing success. I am creating videos. I am pursuing. But at the same time of my ambition, I'm acknowledging God. Am I going too fast, God? Am I going too slow, God? Am I in pace with you, God? Is this the right thing you want me to do right now, God? My ambition follows my acknowledgement. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own situation. Lean not into your own understandings, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and your ambitions will be guided. Let's keep going. Next slide. Let's get into how to be more content. How to be more content. And thank you all so much for watching, liking, sharing. I appreciate y'all. I hope y'all are getting a lot of nuggets out of this. Now, how to be more content. Number one, C. Connect with God and don't compare yourself with others. How to be more content? Connect with God. Stay connected. I probably, I probably should say that. Stay connected with God. All of us are connected to God, but not all of us are truly connected. The Bible says in him that we live, move, and have our being. So we're all connected to God in some kind of way. But we're talking about staying connected with him, who he is, his purposes. Connect with God and stay connected with him. The more you connect with him, the more you know his character and it'll bring peace to your soul. And don't compare yourself with others. How to be more content. <clears throat> the reason I put how to be more content is because there going to be certain seasons you're going to be in that's going to fight up against that contentment. There's going to be somebody that's going to come up, come near your life with a bigger yacht, with a bigger house, with a bigger car, with, a, with greater things. And you're going to be tempted not to be content. And so you got to stay connected to God and you also can't compare yourself to others because somebody's always going to have a big, listen, I don't care about how big your house is down here, but your house down here can't compare to the mansion that God has built for me. I don't care if you're driving this or doing this. I don't care because I don't compete with earthly achievements. I don't compete with that. I'm focused on eternity. These shirts like this are available on my website. I am unplugged.com. 
eternity. I'm eternity minded. I'm a pilgrim passing through. So why are we comparing earthly things with earthly things? Why are we comparing eternal things with earthly things? I'm focused on eternity. So in order for me to be more content and stay content, <clears throat> no matter who pulls up near my tent with bigger things or bigger whatever, I can stay connected to God. If it's not in the books for me to have with God, I'm straight. And I don't compare myself with others because you don't know how they got what they got, fam. Oh, how to be more content? Continue to work on and obey what God told you to do last. That's how to be more content. Oh, that's right. God wants me to do this. Let me get back to it. It's hard to compare when you're focused on what you need to do for God. Listen, if God would have brought Eve to Adam in the midst of him naming animals, half the animals wouldn't be named. Once he saw Eve's bosoms, once he saw Eve shape, he would have forgot about the apes. <laughs> <laughs> the apes wouldn't have been named. When he saw how Eve was shaped, there would be no name for the apes. I'm telling you. There would be no giraffes, there would be no elephants. Nothing. But God gave Adam his assistant after he fulfilled his assignment. The enemy is going to always present in front of you things to assist you. Things that you will want right now. But God is not going to bring things in the midst of your current assignment. God is not going to bring you a husband if you're supposed to be working on this right now. God's not going to bring you a wife right now in the midst of what you need to work on for him right now. Because there's secrets in the assignment. <clears throat> there's secrets in the assignment. There's secrets in that, right? As he was naming animals, when God brought him his wife, he knew how to name her. Right? The issue didn't happen when they forgot and didn't stay connected to God. Then is when everything capsized. That's when everything began to fall over. When he began to blame, when he began to blame uh, uh, God and his wife, everything fell in and thing. All right. So you you gotta obey and work on what God should do last. Let's keep going. So how to be more content? Continue to work on. And obey what God told you last. What has God told you to do last? God is not going to add anything until that current thing is finished. So how to be more content and just say, you know what? I already got something to work on right now. I don't need to be thinking about what I want to have when I haven't finished what he has currently or what he currently wants me to do right now. How to be more content in rejoice that all your needs are met. <clears throat> How to be more content. Rejoice that all your needs are met. That's how to be more content. Be more grateful. Make gratitude your attitude. Enjoy the content that God is lively creating or has already created, but has now started premiering live right now. That's powerful. It's already been created. Content has already been created, but it's, premier it's premiering live right now. And you have the opportunity to engage the content creator and watch what God has already created for you. That's powerful. Holy Spirit, you are a genius with your analogies. Rejoice that all your needs are met. Be grateful. That's like be more content. Know that you have more than somebody else. There's somebody in a third world country more happy, more joyful than you are with a roof over your head. <clears throat> the one with least but have the biggest view of God will always be grateful than the one who has more but a least view of God. 
he or she who has a great view of God with least will always be more grateful than the one who has a lot with the least view of God. Because no matter what you get, you're going to want more. Lust is never satisfied. So rejoice that you, all your needs are met. The Bible says, I've never, so, I never, uh, uh, the, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or the seed begging bread. Listen, I can look all the way down in my life. And I was never forsaken, nor have I begged bread. It might have been stale old bread, but I was never begging for bread. It might have been discounted off bread because it was expired, but it was on sale at the whatever place. But I wasn't begging for bread. Thank you, Yvette Kelly. Please, this is something we got to watch all the time. So, so. I've never seen a righteous forsaken or a seed begging bread. God's a good provider. We just don't like how he provides. And rejoice that all your needs are met. T, learn to trust God's timing. Listen, learn to trust God's timing. God's timing is perfect. Listen, I can trust. I have learned to trust God's timing because God always came on time. There's a song that says, he may not come when you want him. But he'll be there right on time. Whoop. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. Y'all know that song. Doom, 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 Right? He's an on-time God. He may not come when we want him because we don't even know what we really want. God always comes late. Why? So our faith can increase. If God always came on time when we wanted him to, there would be no, no opportunity for faith to develop. Faith develops when all we can do is stand and see. Faith can only develop when we have done all that we can and all we can do now is stand. That's when faith is proven. God never comes for your pride to be boosted. God comes when he gets glory. <clears throat> God will never come for you. When he knows your pride will grow. He only comes through when it's glory, when his name going to be glorified. Because he is the only one capable of handling glory. You and I can't handle glory. Glory's too heavy for us. We can't handle glory. If we get the glory for something, we'll break. Our heads will get big. That's why everything that we do in this flesh, God got to get the glory because God can, is the only one that can handle glory because when he is glorified, he then now can be able to do things for people and is the only one that can be trusted with that glory. So he only comes when his glory is going to be known. Because he's the only one that can save people. He's the only one uh, uh, kind and not perverted and is able to save. When we get the glory, we can't do nothing with that glory, but only puff ourselves up. So we have to learn to trust God's timing. And there's going to be a lot of times where all you can do is stand and see. And you don't know what to communicate with others. You don't know what to say. All you can say is, I know my God is able. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we know our God is well able to save. But even if he doesn't, we won't bow down to your God. Woo. So we have to learn to trust God's timing. God's timing is perfect. He may not come when you want him. Maybe sometimes he'll come when you want him. But he may not come when you want him. But he will be there right on time. 
He's an on-time God. Only eternity knows the proper timing for a thing. Ooh. E, how to be more content? You got to enjoy the moment. You got to be present to be a present. Ooh. You got to be present to be a present. Right now, I will, if I am not present with my wife, I will, I will cause her not to receive the present of a husband. I'm supposed to be presenting to her <clears throat> a present of a husband every day. But if I'm not present and I'm mentally somewhere else, I am withholding from her the gift of being a husband. So I have to enjoy the moment. I have to be present to be a present. So what gift are you withholding from your son or daughter? What present are you withholding from your wife, from your husband, from your family, from God? Because you're thinking more about being present in a more perfect condition. But when you're present, even in imperfect conditions, you would then be the beacon or the faucet by which God's holy water can flood through to, to nurture and nourish those who are connected to you. So you have to be present to be a present. So e, you have to enjoy the moment. In you have to nourish and nurture yourself and focus on what needs your attention now. How to be more content? Nourish and nurture yourself. I'm content. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be content with where I am because I'm gonna. I'm gonna make myself better. I'm not gonna worry about and keep dreaming about who I want to be. I'm gonna actually practice who I need to be. So to be, how to be more content? You know what? I'm gonna utilize this situation. I'm gonna go to my tent and get rid of everything that contradicts what God has. What contradicts what God wants to do in me and what He has for me. So I'm gonna nourish myself, self love, self care. I'm going to say, you know what? Y'all go ahead. Y'all go ahead and have fun. Y'all go ahead and do your thing. Go, go, go. I'm going to sit here and nourish myself this season. In this single season of singleness, I'm going to nourish myself. Y'all go ahead and get married. Cool. I celebrate y'all. But most of these marriages that people are comparing themselves are right now, you feeling bad about a marriage that's going to be divorced in five years? How many people are sick to their stomach? Comparing a lot their single life to a married person's life, and they don't even have the foreknowledge of God. God over shaking his head and talking about you're comparing yourself to a marriage that I didn't put together, and they're going to be divorced in three or five or seven or ten years, and you're in your feelings right now and not being content with your singleness, not nourishing and nurturing yourself, but you're comparing yourself to something I didn't join together. So God saying, be content with your singleness. You don't know what you don't know. People swear God puts everybody together. No, He doesn't. So that's why you can't compare your life to others because you don't know how they put themselves together and you don't know how long they're going to be together. So I'm going to y'all go ahead and get married. I celebrate you, boo. I celebrate y'all. Y'all cute. I thumbs up that I liked it. Great. But in the meantime, in my own life, as far as me and my life, as far as me and my singleness, I'm going to nourish and nurture myself. I'm going to get myself right. 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 So I'm going to nourish and nurture myself or nourish and nurture yourself so that when you do have the desired season come, you can better enjoy it. Nourish and nurture yourself and focus on what needs your attention now. Simple as that. How to be more content or how to operate in your contentment. Nourish and nurture yourself and focus on what needs your attention now. Last but not least, control your thinking, control your talking, and control your temperament. Because people are going to come by your tent. With a bigger yacht, with a bigger house, with bigger, 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 bigger. Everything going to be bigger than yours. Cool. But how to be more content? You got to 
I'm not going to think on that. I'm going to think on things that are above. Nope, nope, nope. I ain't going to think that way. You got to think three think three moves ahead. I ain't going to think about that life because I don't even know how they got that. So to keep myself content, I'm going to control my thinking. Keep thinking on the assignment that God wants you to think on right now, Josh. Don't think about what that, how big that man's ministry is. Don't worry about how, how much money he has. Keep thinking on what God wants you to think on. Keep working on it now. I also got to control my talking. I, I got to control my talking. I can't just be talking competitively. I can't be just talking, uh, uh, woe is me. I got to control my talking so I can be more content. I also got to control my temperament, my emotions. I, got, I can't allow myself to be flooded by every wind of trend. Every desire. I got to control my temperament, Josh. Peace, peace, peace. So that he can guard my heart and mind in who? Christ Jesus. So how do we how do we be more content? Number one, I got to connect with God and don't compare myself to others or don't compare yourself to others. Oh, we got to continue to work on and obey what God told us to do last. And we got to rejoice that all of our needs are met. T, we got to learn to trust God's timing. E, we got to enjoy the moment and be a present. In the present, we also end got to nourish and nurture ourselves and focus on what needs our attention now. And last but not least, we have to control our thinking and talking and our temperament. I pray this video was a blessing to you all. I pray you all got something from it. Share this with someone that you feel needs it because we're going to we're entering into seasons where we have to be content. We have to understand that our, our we may pitch a tent here. But our mansion is in heaven. Our ultimate home is in heaven. Contentment is I'm going to continue to pinch my tent where God wants me to be tented, right? Meaning that I'm not going to root myself or emotionally get caught up with where I'm at. I know that I'm going to, I'm, I'm placing my tent here because God is here. And whenever he's ready to me to move my tent, I move my tent. But I know that I'm not going to build a home where I should pitch a tent. Because my home is in heaven. Hope y'all got something from it. A lot of books, a lot of resources, a lot of things on my website, Iamunplugged.com. I'll put that link up now. Iamunplugged.com. Books, card games, courses, all on my website there. Ways for you to connect with me, whether you want to give or whatnot. Also, check out uh, my Patreon. For those who want one-on-one -on -one coaching with me in some kind of way, whether it's in group coaching, I do a Zoom call every Saturday, Lord willing, at 2 where people can ask me questions, engage with me, and get a little bit more from me coaching-wise. Or if you want more one-on-one -on -one coaching, <clears throat> hit that Patreon link below. But if you watch it live, the link will be there soon. Or you can just simply go to patreon.com, type in Joshua Ezzy, <clears throat> and you'll see my Patreon there, and I would love to support you there. But also check out my book on discernment, my latest book, Counterfeit or Counterpart, How to Continue to Discern the Will of God in Every Area of Life. That book's a great resource there. Also, dating preps a good book for those as well. Also, it, uh, there's also a card game that's created to go with the book. It's uh, sold in separately, but you can get that as well. If you want to make sure that you are where you are and dating yourself, dating God, and, and, and inevitably being dateable. If you struggle with soul ties or strongholds, The Purpose of Freedom is a good book there like that bird. The bird has been set free, but it must fly in its freedom. So that book's good there. Also, a great book. Uh, uh, the purpose of singleness. If you want to better understand your singleness and how to be whole so that when God pours things into you, you won't burst, check out this book here, The Purpose of Singleness. All those books and card games are on my website, IamUnplugged.com. So check it out over there. Um, books and card games, all that good stuff. 
uh, is on that website, or you can just go straight to Amazon, all that good stuff. But I love you all. Y'all be blessed. Um, enjoy your Memorial Day. Get some rest and um, all that good stuff. Uh, I think I covered everything. Check out my uh, Ezzy Life YouTube channel. I forgot I've been plugging this. Got another YouTube channel called Ezzy Life. Check that out. I love you all. Y'all be blessed. I'll see y'all next time. Peace.